You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. We're Locked On Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how today on the show from the Draft Network. Paige Demakos is here. She is a Chicago sports fan. And that's actually part of the reason why she's here. To give a little bit of a perspective from behind enemy lines. What do other teams think of the Packers? What do other teams think the Packers need? And what are other teams afraid the Packers might add? Speaking of... The franchise tag deadline came and went yesterday. We thought they were going to push it. They didn't. Uh, There is some speculation that Jerry Jones, in his signing of Dak Prescott, uh, basically uh, proved or at least sent a strong message that this uh, media rights deal is coming and the salary cap is going to be higher than we realize. All of that is important context for what I'm about to say. The Packers decided not to franchise tag Aaron Jones. They they considered it according to reports and according to Ian Rapoport, the Packers had previously offered upwards of $9 million. Now, that is not going to get it done. It's just not. It's just not enough money, Aaron Jones, according to reports and according to what I've been told. Aaron Jones wants that Alvin Kamara contract. He wants that Dalvin Cook contract. He wants 12, 13 million a year. Derrick Henry got 12 and a half. Dalvin Cook got 12.6. I don't think that's a coincidence. Um, I, the Kamara money is just not happening. Um, and, and Kamara has been a bigger part of that Saints offense um, for longer. Part of that is not Aaron Jones's fault. It's Mike McCarthy's fault. But that's just the reality of the situation. I think someone like Joe Mixon, who got 12, there's a better case that he falls in that range. Melvin Gordon last year signed a two for 16. So that's $8 million. If If Aaron Jones got nine, Kenyon Drake last year got tagged. He got 8.4. If he gets nine, which is what the Packers apparently offered, he would be the eighth highest paid running back in the league. The eighth highest. So that's not anything to scoff at by any means. It it doesn't seem like that is going to get it done, especially if he wants 12 plus. There is a question about what the right number is. Is there a right number for Green Bay? And there, there are going to be fans. There are media people who think there is no right number. That just, you know, anything above like 5 million is dumb. I, I don't think that uh, we, we've seen this offense is significantly better with Aaron Jones than it is with Jamal Williams. Like there is a difference when he is on the field. He is a difference maker and his ability to hit home runs, to play in the passing game. It's all really important to what this offense does. And if they lose him, they don't have a replacement for him on the roster. 
it would not surprise me at all if the Packers viewed the sort of platonic ideal of the, of a running back room as Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon with you know insert day 3 pick here they have already talked to a couple day 3 running backs and you know maybe they would be considering some higher pedigreed running backs if they thought Jones was definitely going to be gone. And maybe they are. We don't know. Based on the reporting so far of the visits, the electronic visits, Green Bay has mostly been looking at day three running backs. Tom Silverstein pointed out that the Packers have tangled with Drew Rosenhaus in a very similar situation before with Sam Shields. They could have franchise tagged him. They didn't. And so it looked like he was going to hit the market. And then three days before free agency opened, they signed a contract with Shields. We could be looking at a similar situation with Aaron Jones. And there are a lot of people who have asked, well, if they're going to give him nine or 10, let's just say 10 is the number. Why not just franchise tag him? And the reason is purely accounting. If Aaron Jones gets tagged, and by the way, the tag is probably going to be more than you know what it what it looked like it could have been because it's based on at least in part the salary cap but we don't know the salary cap. And so we're just sort of guessing on what these tags are going to be worth. It doesn't matter though. Because if you're going to give the running back more than the tag then you say okay, well that doesn't make sense because you could just tag him, right? When you tag a player, they get that money guaranteed. If they play on that tag, then that money is fully guaranteed, all of it, in that year. If the Green Bay Packers sign Aaron Jones, let's call it a three-year, $30 million deal, they can guarantee $10, $12 million. That's salary that is, you know, if it's, if it's guaranteed, if it's signing bonus, they can spread that out over three years, and that's $4 million a year. His contract, Aaron Jones, could be a million and a half in 2021, and then he's only $5.5 million on the cap versus the tag. That is a material difference. And so the, the reason that if you want Aaron Jones on the roster in 2021, then the, the way that it makes sense to try and do that is through a longer-term deal. A two-year deal probably doesn't help you because you can't spread out the signing bonus enough. It's got to be a three-year deal or what you know the, the Steelers did with Big Ben. You know, a multi-year deal with multiple voided years. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers just signed Levante David to a two-year deal with three void years so they can spread that signing bonus, that guaranteed money, out across multiple seasons in which Levante David is not going to be on the team. Dak Prescott signs a four-year extension. It's really a five-year extension. So they can spread out the salary cap, and that fifth year is a void year. It's not going to happen. He's either going to be restructured or gone. Or they get an extension, and, and you know it, it doesn't matter. You can absorb that later. That is also presupposing that the salary cap is going to keep going up. And the new TV deal suggests that it's going to. The problem is that that cap space is not going to show up in a big way. We don't think, by the way, we don't know, but we don't think 
for at least two more seasons, including this one. So could the NFL be more amenable? Could the owners be more amenable to smoothing out some of this stuff and saying, okay, rather than a cap spike in 2023 with a new TV deal coming off, you know, the, the backflow of the COVID losses, we'll just smooth it out. I think that is ultimately what is going to happen. But then that's all the more reason to say, let's not kick the can down the road, hoping for that balloon because it's probably not going to balloon. If the money is going to be spread out, if they're going to bet on the come, so to speak, then you have every reason to try and, and get that money to work for you in the short run. Because if you push it out, you may not have the kind of ceiling that you think you have. Now, teams are going to have insight into this, obviously. They know at least what's being negotiated and what could be on the table, but it's not finalized yet. We don't know yet. And so these teams are really taking financial risks by saying, we're going to extend this money out and out and out on years where the guy we know is just not going to be here. Devontae David is not going to be on the bucks in you know, 2024, 2025, but he's still going to count on the salary cap. That is not a risk Green Bay has generally been willing to take. And, and we can talk about, you know, whether or not that that's reasonable. I mean, I, I think if there has ever been a year, and I was talking to Ken, Ken Ingles about this on Twitter, you know, he's, he's um, passionate. He's passionate about the salary cap. And I, I was just like, look, I know they haven't ever done it, but they've also never been a pandemic. But they've also never been in a pandemic season at the end of uh, uh, an all-time great quarterback's run. Now, they have been at the end of an all-time great quarterback's run with someone they think is the heir apparent, but not with a shrinking cap and not with a quarterback who, by the way, is going to continue to count against the cap for multiple seasons beyond 2021. Brett Favre did not do that. As you heard Andrew Brandt say on this show, when the Packers ultimately moved on from Brett Favre, he ended up costing, I believe, less than a million dollars in dead cap when the Packers ultimately moved on. So Green Bay doesn't want to be in a position where they give Aaron Jones a three-year deal that's really a four-year deal with a void year. And then in year four, they're paying for Aaron Jones. He's not on the roster. And they're spending money on a guy who can't help Jordan Love try and take the reins from Aaron Rodgers. On the other on the other side, they are are smart to try and win now. So if you can, you know, to a to a reasonable degree, rob Peter to pay Paul, the phrase I've never liked. Peter really gets the short end of that stick. Then you are potentially giving yourself the best chance to win now while sacrificing your future a little bit. The problem that Brian Gutekunst finds himself in is that future is is really important, right? He took Jordan Love the same offseason that turned into an Aaron Rodgers MVP season and they were, you know, one stop or one drive away from the Super Bowl. His legacy right now is tied into Jordan Love. Unless the Packers win a, win a title with Aaron Rodgers, there are going to be People who will always carry their pitchforks for Goody. 
So you you may be surprised, and, and there are a lot of fan reactions. I mean, when I when I tweeted out the rap sheet video about the Packers offer for for nine million and explained, hey, look, he wants more than this. He wants twelve plus. There are a lot of fans that were just like, okay, then buy. Sorry. I I totally understand that reaction. Hey, we love you, but this is just not going to work out. Go get your money. If you if you can get it, go get it. And and I hope he does get paid by someone. At the same time, I understand the Packers saying, look, it's a better team with Aaron Jones on it. And maybe not by a little. And so if we think we can win the title in 2021, then what's a little extra money? What's a little extra? It's just money. And the salary cap is fake. And if you want to treat it as fake, you can. So if you're ever going to do it, isn't now the time? All right, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. We've been telling you about the Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. Now it is time to find out which Built Bar is best. It's Built Bar Madness, a bracket where you get to decide the ultimate in Built Bar's our matchups today, German chocolate versus salted caramel and mocha love versus white chocolate birthday cake. Oh, ho, ho, baby. This is, this is like trying to pick children. I, this is, I, ooh, a struggle, a struggle for me. It's hard to beat the salted caramel. I have to be honest. It, it really is. If you have thoughts, go to BuiltBar.com or to Built underscore Bar on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. This is LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. We know, at the very least, it will be a Built Bar. All right, let's bring in our friend Paige Demakos. She is... She is... The person who runs the draft network. If you were wondering who is who is responsible for that draft simulator that everyone uses for all of the great content that comes out of the draft network, it is Paige. She's the CEO. She's the HBIC. She runs that place. You can follow her on Twitter at the underscore sports page. Paige, thanks for coming on Lockdown Packers. Uh, I'm so happy to be here. Uh, happy to be talking to Packers fans. As a Bears fan, feels good, man. Like, I love that I'm here. I love that I'm here. Uh, if uh, you're not familiar with me, Pete and I have had some excellent exchanges. We're like the <laughs> ultimate We're like the ultimate back and forth duo between Bears and Packers. And uh, unfortunately for me, it's been a lot more Pete and a lot less Paige as of recently. And really most of my life, if I'm being honest. <laughs> well, it's it, it says something that we have been able to stay friends through all of it. <laughs> Um, and that's great. And and actually, it is perfect that you introed it this way, because I when I mentioned you were coming on the show earlier in the week, I brought up um, last year. One of my favorite things to do when I had guests on, especially guests that I knew were OK showing their fandom, not every you know media person. Some people like to feign objectivity, et cetera, et cetera. So I liked to have people who I knew had attachments to teams say, what is the player who is the player that the Packers could draft that would make you most annoyed, that would make you most pissed off, that would make you most afraid of what this team would be in 2021 or, you know, last year it was in 2020. So let's start there. 
because you set it up. Who is that player for you in this draft that the Packers could take and you just go, oh, damn it. Oh, this is so easy for me. Uh, Kyle Pitts. Are you freaking kidding me? I, <laughs> I if that one, it's not going to happen because he's not going to be there. But on the off chance that there was some scenario where Green Bay woke up in the morning and decided to do the exact opposite of what they've always done. Right. They just go, you know what? We're going all in with Aaron. We're going to trade picks. We're going to move up to go get this guy. On the off chance that that scenario played out, I would be breaking things. Okay. Devontae Adams and Kyle Pitts, good night, dude. I would lose my ever loving mind. It would, <laughs> that would be a nightmare. I just like, I'm already, I have chills thinking about it because if you want to see a physical specimen, right, you just want to see a dude just just basically manhandle people. Just go watch some Kyle Pitts tape. Just just watch 15 minutes. Pick any game. Doesn't matter. Go pick and, and watch it. And then just imagine him playing with Aaron Rodgers. And then I just that thought in and of itself, yeah, I'm I'm not here for that, Peter. So no, I don't I don't really like that this is where this conversation is headed. But yes, I do I do recognize this is probably very enjoyable for you and your audience, right? Like I get it. Because that's this is well, I think look, Aaron would be Pitts really is, happy too. He would. Uh luckily for you, it's probably not going to happen. I am very much on the corner of don't say it's not going to happen because it, it could always happen. We don't know, but it's, it's probably not going to happen, right? So we don't have to worry about that uh, that much. Were, were you, when, when we go back to last offseason and, and you know, you, you think about what happened in the draft, Jordan Love, AJ Dillon, Josiah DeGuara, not an inspiring draft class, I think, from a lot of fans' perspective, certainly from um, a, a media perspective. Were you surprised that the team somehow got better despite all of that? I, here's the thing. I... I laughed, and I think I've told you this before, but last year's offseason, I can remember sitting down and doing the win totals and looking and going, who, who in Minnesota talked to the Vegas books, right? Like, who, <laughs> like, what happened here, right? Like, I'm just looking at it, and I'm going, you lost all your defense and Kirk Cousins. I, I, I just, I, at that in and of itself, and I looked at that, and I went, I just don't really get this, right? And then... I am okay. I think Aaron Rodgers and I think Green Bay is going to be the best team in the NFC North. I think they're going to win the North. Did I think they would get better? Absolutely not. I did not think that we were going to see this overly inspired version of Aaron until I'd say probably halfway through like the once they came back to this non-traditional camp and I listened to a little bit of how he was talking. He just sounded different. He just, mm -hmm. I, I can't really, I can't quantify different. All I can say is my nickname is Petty Page and Aaron is a part of the club. Okay. Yes. That's all I'm, that's, that's all I'm going to say. Aaron is on team Petty and that dude took it personally that the Green Bay Packers took their first pick and drafted a quarterback. And he reminded front office, head coach, fan base, I'm that dude. And he, I called it the FU tour. And I think that was the perfect way to describe it because it was, man, he was good this year. I mean, it was a nightmare fuel for Bears fans and for anybody that plays in the <laughs> North, right? He was unbelievable. And it's freaky to think that they, they could have added somebody to that arsenal of weapons. But then there's a part of me that goes, would we have gotten that inspired version of Aaron I don't know that the answer is yes, Pete. I don't know. I can't answer that. 
I, what I do know is what I watched last year was, was impressive. It was very, very impressive. And there's a lot of talent coming out of this draft class that could make that offense even better, which is a scary thought. I want to get to that part of this in a second, but I've been asking a lot of people this over the last couple months and, and even during the season, I have, have been on record that I did not think the version of Aaron Rodgers that we saw in 2020 was still in there. And, and I say that as someone who thinks Aaron Rodgers is absolutely incredible and at his peak is as good as we've ever seen a quarterback play. I didn't think MVP record-breaking, historic season having Aaron Rodgers was still something that we, I mean, like 5% chance or something like that, but it was some, it was a number approaching zero. Did you think that as uh, a Bears fan who has watched, you know, Aaron Rodgers do what he's done to your team over, you know, the, the last, whatever, 10 years? I did. I did think that in that, in, and I, the reason that I, that I did is because I just, he, he, we've watched it for, for such a long time, but also the, the way that the quarterback position is being played now, right. Is, is so different and they're playing longer and they're playing and and as much as the athleticism is such a big part of it, what happens from the shoulders up is still the most important aspect of playing quarterback still is maybe the smartest dude out there. I don't know how else you need to say it other than watching a 43-year-old Tom Brady win a Super Bowl. And I understand they had a great defense and everybody's going to argue at the end of the day, he won the damn Super Bowl and I don't want to hear the excuses otherwise, right? And that's, to me, Aaron is such a unique blend of the smarts, but also enough of the athleticism, right? Like he's that blend of like, I'm really smart. I'm the shoulders up is all the way there. And I'm also really athletically gifted, right? It's everything that everybody loves about Mahomes, right? Is very much the same thing, I think, with Aaron. And I I also have enjoyed Aaron's pettiness around that specific topic of like, <laughs> I everybody is acting like everything they see Mahomes do is like the first time they've ever seen it. And I think it's funny to watch, you know, hear Aaron bring up not only things about himself, but then even things about Matthew Stafford. like. Hey, uh, right. he's been doing that for 10 years and he's right. And I think you and I both know that because we watch this division very closely. But, you know, I I never doubt him I because I know better. And I think that comes from the fact that I have been a part of this division and I watch it closely and I'm on the opposite side. And he's the nightmare. He's the, he's the Jon Snow. He's the guy that I'm just watching going, no, 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 please. No. Right. Like you just, you count him out. You don't want any part of it. And so for me as a bears fan, I know better because I watched the 2018 kickoff to the season, which was the best first half of football I've ever watched in my entire life. <laughs> Guess what? The second half wasn't so fun. Right. I know better. I know better as a Bears fan than to count Aaron Rodgers out. And I think uh, you and everybody in Green Bay and Wisconsin, you guys are spoiled, man. You guys, you went from Brett Favre yeah. to Aaron Rodgers. You, you're spoiled. That's it. That's the only way to say it. And I'm I have never been so uh, I've never been spoiled. I've never had a good quarterback. Uh, you know, sexy Rexy. You're my dude forever. But like, I mean, come on. Are we serious? <laughs> Like that's, that's the, that's the Super Bowl quarterback that I got to watch. So, you know. Okay. But, <laughs> but apparently Chicago is all in on the idea of Russell Wilson. 
there are reports that that is like there they want to try and shoot the moon for Russell Wilson. If you're if you're in that front office, if if, you know, Ryan Pace calls you up and says, all right, Paige, what is the number of picks? What who are the players? What is the package? What is what is the most you are willing to offer to get Russell Wilson? What do you say? Yeah, you know what? I've <laughs> it's funny because I, I sat with the staff uh, at the draft network and we went through this and it was painful for me because they they forced me into thinking about like, you know, you love a young player on defense. You love this guy. You love a Roquan Smith. Well, guess what? You're probably going to have to give up somebody like a Roquan Smith, right? Like you're going to have to get, you're going to have to give up starters on top of picks, right? That's just, that's how it's going to have to be. I think because, because the bears are picking 20, right. And they're not in the top picks. You, you're going to have to give that up. I think you got to give up 20. I think you got to give up next year's one. And then I think you're looking at two starters on, on the defensive side of the football and two guys that are going to be painful to give up. And I, I, as much as it's, I sat there and I was like, God, that's a lot to give up. I went, yes, but go read the list of quarterbacks page. Just go read it, go back, read it, read it out loud, look at it. Remember that this organization as much success as they've had and as long standing of a franchise as they've had, they've literally never had a guy like Russell Wilson ever period with respect to everybody that's ever played. And I know the history. So bears fans don't lose your minds. Okay. It's just the truth. We have a laundry list of bad at the quarterback position. It's, it is terrifyingly bad. So much so that Mitchell Trubisky is already top five in passing. Okay. Go look it up. That's if, <laughs> please. I, I beg of you. We need to do whatever it is to get the Russell Wilson stuff done. And there's a part of me that just like, I hate that that's where I am, where I'm like, it's never going to happen because I have never seen it. Right. Like I've never seen the Bears with a guy like Russell Wilson. So my initial reaction to the news is like, yeah, this ain't happening. Right. And now it's gotten a little bit more realistic i've talked to people in chicago i've had put a little feeler out there the national i'm like okay i'd say 15 percent chance right like i think it's really low still but it's enough to pique my interest and the answer like i have to give up i have to give up 20 i gotta give up next year's one and you're gonna have to give up multiple i think you just you, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to give up Rocon smith you're gonna have to give up somebody like that and it's gonna suck it's gonna be painful to watch young guys who are really talented but, you know, at, at a certain point, Bears fans, you got to give up on the, like, we're going to be a top 10 defense and run the football. It, it, it's not working any longer. They got to do something better on offense. They got to be at least a top 15. You don't have to be top five, but you got to be in the top half. And they just aren't. And, and that's not going to work long term uh, to win a Super Bowl. Have you talked yourself into Alex Smith or Sam Darnold yet? Oh man. I, so here's the thing. Like, are they an upgrade over what we have now? Sure. Because the alternative is Nick Foles, really, because the Mitch stuff is unfortunate. Like that's mm -hmm. the, that's the reality. You're starting Nick Foles. The Mitch relationship with Matt Nagy is so fractured that, you know, Nagy stubborn, Mitch is stubborn. So it's like, that's, that's not an option. Okay. So that option's off the table. You're starting Nick Foles. Okay. Paige DeMacco should be starting like that. Let's just get there. <laughs> like I'm, I'm horrified for what that's going to look like in it for the 2021 season. So is Alex Smith an upgrade? I think yes. Uh, does the injury obviously concern you 150%? How could it not? Um, 
do I think it's a massive upgrade? Probably not, but I think he's he's like game manager, right? Like he's going to be able to do enough, but also make smarter decisions. And hopefully, you know, he's a smart guy. He could be there. They could do that and draft the younger guy, right? And be able to have him sit for a year. That's a good scenario, I think. I I think Sam Darnold has a lot left. I don't think, not I don't think, I do not trust the Chicago Bears front office personnel and coaching staff to get it out of him. I just don't. And and it's because I haven't seen it. They haven't been able to develop the quarterback position ever in my lifetime. So why would I believe that that would start now? And I I believe that Sam is really really dealing with a lot mentally from a confidence standpoint that he needs like Kyle Shanahan, right? He needs offensive guru, staff, player, coach that's just going to go all in and buy in and the media is not going to be insufferable in Chicago. It's just like New York, man. It's not any easier to play football there than it is in New York. And it's just going to be hard. And I don't think he's going to get the fresh start. So would I be lukewarm excited if Sam came? Yes. Uh, would I know better than to buy in? Absolutely. Um, I think Alex Smith is the safer thing there because I just think that Sam is completely shot confidence wise and he needs to go somewhere where they're going to be able to develop that back. And I don't think that place is Chicago. All right. I want to thank Paige again for joining the show. Always great to talk to her. Love her. One of my favorite people in this business. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, anything you can imagine. They've got a prop bet for it, scores, everything there. Head to the website or use your mobile device today and sign up to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. That's right. You put money in. You use the promo code locked on and they will match that deposit up to 50%. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Two things I want to mention as we finish up here. Uh, Devin Funches is going to be back. And maybe it's something that that deserves a bigger conversation, but but probably not because he restructured his contract, reworked the money, took a pay cut, and um, now is is basically just in position to try and make the team. Um, it looks like they freed up something like a million dollars or a little less on the cap by making this move. Um, but Devin Funches is going to be back, and I think it's a it's a it's a no brainer because you know the back end of this roster in terms of the receiving talent. You know, we just don't know what they're getting. Um, Equinemius St. Brown, has the light has just not turned on for him. And I, I, look, I, I'm still a fan. I, I still have some belief there. If I, if I still believe in Josh Jackson, although I think Josh Jackson was a much better prospect than EQ, uh, then, I, then I have to hold out some hope for, for EQ. But, but bringing in someone like Fungus who could have that Rick Wagner type of upside where, okay, you lose Alan Lazard for a month. Think of how the offense is different if it's not... Um, you know, Darius Shepard and Malik Taylor out there, if it's someone like Devin Funches, it didn't hurt the Packers offense that much. They still were very good, but, you know, it probably would have been better with Funches. I also just want to point out, Greg Newsom, the second, the Northwestern cornerback, ran 4-3-1 unofficial at the Northwestern Pro Day yesterday. Brian Gutekinst was in attendance. Newsom has already met with the Packers and when asked by friend of the pod, Stacey Dales, who in the NFL he watches, the first name out of his mouth, the first name was Jair Alexander. So 
uh, as of right now, he is the guy that I am writing in in pencil, but like like firm pencil. You know the difference between you, know, you can just sort of shade in aside, or you lightly write on a sheet of paper. No firm pencil. Greg Newsom the second at twenty nine for the Green Bay Packers until further notice. And if you haven't watched him, go watch him. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, a lot more to get to this week and next week. Um, and and free agency is going to be here before you know it. So um, we will we will of course be making sure that we get you set for all of that. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do that nine two zero three four one three seven seven five to stay. Locked on Packers.